Hillerman, and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Big Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we are transmitting live from 102.3 FM, Hollandale, Florida, as well as TweetCasting.tv and TWave.tv. So we thank you all for tuning in for today's program as we're going to be looking at Revelation chapter 22, talking about God's mighty angels, the last angelic messenger, as we look at Revelation 22. So we pray that you can follow along with us in today's study. And also our lines will be open for those of you that would like to text in your questions or your comments. 305-992-9537 is the number of 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. And for those of you watching us live via TwitCast, you can actually post there your questions or your comments. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if you will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, and this has been a great series on the angels of Revelation, Lord. We just pray that you'll open up more understanding as we read Revelation 22 and uh, come near the end of this study. We pray that you'll bless uh, T-Wave, Pastor Vic, and all those listening in your Amen. Thank you again. You're tuning to the Truth Who Set You Free TV Radio Edition. Big Batista and Nathan Jones is so looking at Revelation chapter 22, The Last Angelic Messenger. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Who Set You Free Ministry. And you can find more information here on twave.tv or calvaryaventura.com. And if you find yourselves in any of these areas, we'd love for you to come in and say hello to the folks there and be part of their ministry. So we're excited about that. And also for those of you that are listening and watching, if you would like to serve as a prayer partner, we are in need of prayer partners. We'd love for you to give us a call and let us know that you might want to join a prayer team so they can pray here for the station, the guests, and the various programs. So we pray that the Lord will put that in some of your hearts to serve us in prayer or serve with us in prayer. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones with this first segment of our program. Nathan, it's great to have you here again. Great to be back, brother. And again, I am excited about this series. It's been a wonderful series. Well, Nathan, you and I always have a lot of fun, including the Facebook uh, picture that you put of both of us when you visited us here in Florida. We miss you, man. Well, I miss Florida, too. Boy, you <laughs> live in a paradise. And, of course, I miss fellowship with you, too, brother. It's uh, fun to have to get back down to Miami again. Absolutely. Well, we had a lot of fun. It was good to also have Dr. Reagan here visiting us with you at uh, that time, and it was a great and a joyful time, and we need to pray to make that happen. So, Nathan, how was your week? Uh, how's Texas? There's always something brewing there, some good things happening in Texas. I know the weather's been a little bit warm, but is everything getting a little cooler now? Oh, no, man, it's, it's August. You it's, we're like 100 degrees every day. It's just one life is here. Really, everybody's been uh, kind of keeping a close eye on the stock market, yeah. especially after the over 1,000-point plunge uh, last week. Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, Friday, right? August 21st, and then right. uh, China's money being devalued, and and uh, then there's all this talk of blood moons and shemitas, oh, and, wow. and all this stuff that's extra biblical that everyone's talking about in September, and it's all kind of coming together with the stock market fluctuating, and so we are very busy at this ministry fielding calls and questions and emails of people really concerned about what's going on in the world. Absolutely. You know, Nathan, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that because, again, Lamb Lion Ministry has a lot of wonderful resources, and we want to encourage anyone watching or listening to take advantage of those. And Nate, could you briefly once again share with us your contact information and all those wonderful research that you have been doing where people can get some of that information? Well, Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And folks can check us out on lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. And there are websites uh, just packed with information. A lot of it written by our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan. And we also have our television show, Crisis and Prophecy, which broadcasts on the major networks around the world. They can sign up for your newsletter, check out our blogs, our social networks, uh, you name it. We got. It. We want to teach you all about the wonders of God's prophetic word. I love it, and I, I really love the update that you've done to your website, Nathan. And, and I would encourage anyone that is watching or listening to take advantage and uh, check it out because it's just a wealth of knowledge there. And Nathan, I love it. It's very easy to navigate, too. And, and, and you told me your, uh, your your updates are primarily to make it mobile-friendly, right? Yeah, well, that's being a web developer for 15 years, uh, I wear many hats here as a ministry, and one of them, of course, is a web minister. And I have the technical background and the graphic and marketing background for it. And uh, seeing that the change that's going on in the world uh, is more people, 50% of people access the Internet now on mobile yeah. devices. So the websites need to be mobile-friendly. Google also will reward you with better page rankings if you're mobile-friendly. And 
So we decided to go that route. We really needed to update the website. Our, our last website was seven years old, and even though I made it, and I, I miss it in some way. Uh, it's a dinosaur in the way of uh, web technology today, so we have definitely updated and improved. And uh, just like you, brother, it was updating TWave.tv and TWave.org as well, right? Try Nathan, technology changes so fast. Well, you are not too technical geeks, so we can, you know, we know a little bit about it. So. <laughs> well, did they say that the uh, new millennium is the millennium of the geek? There you go. There you go. There you go. See? So, uh, so we're excited about that. And of course, Nathan, you know, it's interesting because we're talking about technology and just the reach that it has around the world. And you sh can you share with us, uh, you got an email very encouraging from someone really from a very far away place who was tuning into our program. Well, you know, that's the wonder about technology. We can get the gospel out all over the world into places we never think about. We got a wonderful email from a gentleman named Kevin Blunt. He works in the Tanami Desert in the middle of northern territory in Australia, and he was telling us that how he lives in an area where there are no other Christians, and so for him to get his Christian study, he goes to our Lamb and Lion uh, website, gets the video clips, but he also our podcast, and that includes our, our Truth Will Send You Free prod, uh, podcast as well, and he was just writing in and saying how much they, they were a real blessing to him, and it's a real blessing to get an email like yeah. that, that, that this isn't just broadcasting on the, on the radio waves of Miami, this is being podcast to all over the planet, so Praise the Lord that we could be a blessing to Kevin Blunt and others who are out there in areas where there's not a lot of Christian fellowship. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I want to thank you, Nathan, for that update. And we want to encourage those of you that are watching and those of you that are listening. Hey, it's an encouragement to us to hear from you. So please uh, get a hold of us, Nathan or myself, and uh, let us know maybe how we can also improve things. So we're thankful for all those of you that pray. Nathan, thank you again for sharing that. That's wonderful. Oh, praise the Lord. Uh, I was just thankful for Kevin to write that in. And other people write in and... Tell us, I know our podcast, uh, this program is very popular in Germany. We get a lot of podcasts out of Germany, and I can see massive statistics from all over the planet. So when we put the gospel out, it's not just local. Even though it's going over the airways of Miami, it is reaching the entire planet. Praise the Lord. And that's our hope, Nathan. That's why we do these programs so the people will come to know the love of Jesus and his soon return. And we've been looking at that through Revelation chapter 22. Last week, you took us to heaven. In the week prior to that, and we were so excited <laughs> about that, and uh, you know, uh, and a lot of it had to do with the encouragement that the Lord is coming quickly. So I thought, Nate, if it's okay with you, maybe if we do a quick recap there, Revelation 22, maybe from verses 12 and on, uh, just in case someone wasn't tuned into that uh, broadcast, and they can kind of have an idea of what we're making our way through as we look at God's mighty angels and their proclamations. Uh, you make me laugh. I took you to heaven, yes. Uh, well, I wish we could be going to heaven right now in the rapture, but uh, this is about as close as we can get. Revelation 21 and 22 are the bulk of what the Bible teaches about the eternal state. Jesus Christ's 1,000-year kingdom is over. Satan is, is sent to hell with demons, uh, those who rebelled against God throughout history. So now we're in the eternal state. The capital city, the new Jerusalem, is, is uh, on a new earth. And those who have accepted Jesus as Savior and faith and put their trust in Jesus are living in heaven forever with him. So this is us getting a picture of what our eternal state is like. Now when we get to verse 12, uh, Jesus uh, is talking. We get the last message of Jesus Christ that he gave us in the Bible. So let's start with verse 12. It says, And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And blessed are those who do this commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside of the dogs, and sorcerers, and sexually immoral, and murderers, and idolaters, whoever loves and practices a lie, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches, and I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, let him who hears say, Come, and let him thirst, Come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Ooh, what an amazing passage. You know, Nathan, and it's one that makes sense because verse 15, of course, uh, tells us that outside will be dogs and sorcerers. And that's the beauty about heaven, right, Nathan? It's going to be a perfect place without sin and without corruption. Right. Outside of the New Jerusalem, this heaven on earth, this newly revived, rebuilt earth, a we, we studied a little earlier in Revelation 20 how the New Jerusalem will be 1,500 miles cubed, so it will be, have to be at a bigger earth to can, contain it. 
and some uh, guys were the, uh, the math figured that the Earth would have to be the size of Jupiter to hold a city of that size and magnitude. So we're going to have a new Earth, a new heaven, and it's pure, it's holy, it's righteous. Inside the city dwell only those who have been purified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Outside, referring likely to hell, because uh, the whole universe obviously doesn't have immoral people in it, but those consigned to hell, those are outside of God's global, right. uh, we have a universal kingdom, and those what they call them the dogs. In other words, uh, you know, we domesticate our dogs today, but back then dogs ran wild, and they were mangy, and, and uh, mm-hmm. they were good for nothing, and, and that's what he's saying. Outside are those who have chosen worthlessness, and it gives a list of sins. Uh, not all the sins, but we know the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, in other words, those who practice sex outside of marriage with one man and one woman. Mm-hmm. We've got the, those who are murderers, those who worship idols, not just statues, but anything that they put before God, and love to practice lying. So why? Right. So basically, those are the, the main sins of list, in other words, any of those who have rejected God, rejected His sacrifice of His Son, and the salvation He brings, are outside this perfect city. That's right. That's so the, the question is, there was a song that said, Who let the dogs out? We noticed <laughs> Jesus left the dogs out, right, Nathan? You're dating yourself, brother, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who let the dogs Well, it's true. And, and, you know, I don't want to say to my unbelieving family or friends, uh, you know, you're a bunch of dogs, but right. it, what he's referring to is, is people, the things that are have become worthless. They've, That's right. they've chosen the worthless thing in their minds. They, they haven't given their lives to Jesus Christ and been made perfect and holy and pure. And so they're, they're the outcasts. And, yeah. and there they dwell in hell. And there they are outside. And they never get to enter the beautiful eternal city of rest that we're looking forward to. That's right. And you know, Nathan, and, but the thing is that it's kind of sad because today people glamorize people that are behaving that way like dogs, you know? And, uh, and people like, uh, in, in a sense, uh, you know, uh, and we hear all the time in the lingo, uh, you know, dogging and all that. And we need to realize, no, there's a punishment for people that behave and live that kind of lifestyle who don't respect others. And we need to recognize that that is not a, a cool thing uh, to take advantage of other people, like those movies that are coming out, Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever the case might be, you know. And, and we, we glamorize certain behaviors that is sinful. And the Bible says, no, God is going to punish that, right, Nate? Exactly. We've got to take the good with the bad. Here we're given the picture of heaven and glory and wonder and beauty. And we're also reminded that you can't have access right. to that wonder and heaven and beauty unless your sins are forgiven. The weight of judgment hangs over all those. Uh, John 3.36 says, That's The right. wrath of God remains on them. And the only way to remove that wrath is to have that wrath be moved from you and onto Jesus Christ so that you are purified, you're made whole, and your sins are forgiven. That judgment passes to Jesus when he was on the cross. But we have to accept that. Now, those who reject that, and we read that a little earlier in Revelation 20, is that, that the destination for those people is the lake of fire. It's hell. It's, it's the eternal death. It's called the second death. We die in this life, and then those who reject God die again by being sent to hell. Absolutely. And it's a very strong reality. For churches who don't preach about hell, here Jesus, his very last message, yeah. he's bringing this up. He is reminding people how life-changingly important is. The most important decision you'll ever make is accepting Jesus Christ as Savior. Nathan, that is a great point. And you know, it's true, people shy away, but Jesus spoke more about hell than, than anyone else and because he wanted people to recognize that that's not a place that he wanted anybody to go to. But when people reject the Lord, they choose to go there, right, Nate? They do. And people say, well, God's sending me to hell. No, he's not. As a matter of fact, right. he gave up his one and only son to die yes. a horrible death so that we can have victory over death when Jesus was resurrected. He beat death. We can beat death, too, but it's up to us to choose that gift. And when we reject God, we are choosing hell. So everyone who's going to hell... It's because that's what they want. And it's hard for people to get their mind around, but that's the case. And when people say, well, everybody goes to heaven. Not according to Jesus. He says, outside the city are, and he lists the sinners, those who have rejected God. And so it's, it's very crucial that people understand that their life depends, yes. absolutely, for eternity depends on the decision to choose Christ or not. 
Excellent point. And for those of you that maybe just tuned in, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set Free TV, Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at Revelation chapter 22, talking about that, the last angelic messenger of God's mighty angels. And again, those of you who like to text in your questions or your comments, you can do so, 305-992-9537. You can post there, those of you that are watching us live via twitcasting.tv. Nathan, I love uh, this message here because we see, again, for those that have a red uh, letter Bible, and you pointed that out to us last week, right? <laughs> where, where Jesus is speaking it. And I love it, verse 16. Oftentimes we find Jesus saying uh, that I sent my messenger or, or my angel. And, and to me, Nathan, I don't know about you, but it kind of brought me back uh, to Revelation chapter 1, uh, the opening verse in verse 1, where it says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to show his servant things which must shortly take place, and he sent and signified it, by his angel uh, to his servant John. And again, these angelic beings, these mighty angels, right? God uses them as messengers. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of this series was following along on the 72 references to angels that doesn't even include demons that are in Revelation. And, and here, Jesus, and it says right here, I, Jesus, so we know Jesus speaking. Right. And he says, I sent my angel to testify to you in the churches. Not just the seven churches that we read about in Revelation 2 and 3, but all the churches, yes. all the assemblies of the followers of Jesus Christ throughout the world from the first century to our century up to the rapture. Mm. And he wants us to know about it. It is very, very important that we read Revelation. Matter of fact, Revelation 1, you said, Paul tells us that those who study the book of Revelation will receive a special blessing, Absolutely. spiritual blessing for reading it. So, again, very important. And here Jesus he even puts his stamp of that this is his message, mm -hmm. so he uses in his name. He, he refers to himself, verse 13, as the Alpha and Omega, right. the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Then he goes on in verse 16, he is the root, the offspring of David, the bright morning star. Wow. And then he refers to himself as co-equal with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, in verse 17. So he's stamping it, he's putting all his names yeah. on it, he's signing it, and he's saying, this message is very important to you come Hear what I say, if you thirst for the spirit of life, mm. then Jesus is the source. Come to him. And anyone who desires that, he will give the water of life. And he says, he gives it freely. Isn't that awesome? And all the things of God are free. Isn't it, so, isn't it sad, Nathan, how there's so many ministries trying to peddle the gospel, right? Well, if you give us this, or if you give us this, we will give you this. But here we find the blessings of the Lord, they're free. Yes, this, this works-based salvation. Man always turns to works-based. They say, well, grace, I, I can't take grace. It doesn't make sense. There's got to be more that I need to do. And I need to say these many Hail Marys or take this right. trip to, to, to this country or I have to uh, you know, uh, go only to church on the Sabbath. Or They create all these works because they can't accept the message of grace. And yet here Jesus Christ says again, whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. And again, it's a free gift yet. Jesus did all the work on the cross for our salvation. We, in turn, need to accept that. And that's it. That's it, brother. And then from then on, the Lord spends the rest of our life sanctifying us and, and growing us in our relationship with Him. So, okay. yeah. it's a free gift. I don't know why everybody wants to. Who goes out when someone offers a free gift and pays for it? <laughs> but that's what people do when they create religion. They want to pay for the free gift. Absolutely. Hey, hey, I love free things, Nathan, especially if they're coming from friends, giving them to me. And, and, uh -huh. and, and Right? And Jesus is the <laughs> friend that sticks closer to the, than a brother. And he says, hey, come to me. Here's what I have for you. I am offering, listen to what he's offering, Nathan, to, to pay, to cleanse us from all our sins, according to 1 John chapter 1. I mean, what what's better than that? It, it, it's not. There's nothing better. It, and it's not only important to this life, but it's important to our eternal life. Our lives aren't meant just for the 70-some years we live here. Right. They're meant to live forever. And we can't have that forever unless we accept the fact that we sinned, that Jesus died on the cross, and then he takes that wrath of God off of us for our sins and puts it on Jesus. That's the only way, as John right. 14, 6 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And Jesus reiterates it again here in Revelation 22. Outside of this perfect heaven in hell are those people who rejected God. That's right. Wow, Nathan, this is a wonderful passage. It, it, it always brings me back to the woman at the well. I don't know if this does the same to you, right, Nathan? 
where he talks about those the thirst to come, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus said that he was the water of life. He also called himself the bread of life. These are things that humans can't live without. We yes. need food, we need water, we need oxygen. We find out that Jesus compares himself to all of these. There is no life without Jesus Christ. That's why, That's right. why uh, hell is called the second death. Mm-hmm. Because without Jesus in their lives, without being connected to God, there is no life. And so it's eternal death. Nathan, what an excellent point, and what a good thing that you're pointing out all the things that Jesus uh, is to us. I, I really love that. You know, I worked in the um, respiratory field in biomedical, and I repair life support equipment, ventilators and respirators that keep people alive. And uh, this week, they called me to do a hospital visit of a, a gentleman that actually was on one of those uh, respirators and, and those machines. And uh, I was able to share with him uh, while he was unconscious. Someone said, hey, he can actually... Uh, listen, because even though he was knocked out, the ventilator, the respirator was keeping him alive. So I took that opportunity to share the word of God through this individual while he still had breath. And, and you know, Nathan, these are the things that we need to recognize. Jesus is the all in all, but the time will come, right, Nate, for everyone sooner or later that the God is going to call us home. And, and the reality is we need to know him uh, while there's still time, but we're still breathing in a sense. Wow, man, that is an incredible analogy. I think you could use that sermon all the time. And I didn't know you were still repairing all that uh, medical equipment. So basically, this guy's life was in your hands. If you didn't fix that ventilator, he would have passed on, right? Absolutely, Nathan. Well, life support equipment, yeah, that's what they do. And they technically just breathe for the person, keep them going until uh, the doctors pretty much uh, say it's time to take him off. And that's what I specialize for over uh, uh, 25 years. And uh, I still do that on the side from time to time. They'll call me, but I don't have a lot of time to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, in this case, I wasn't fixing it. I was doing a hospital visit while the gentleman was on one of those units that I generally uh, 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 repair and maintain and all that. That's amazing because it means then that the Lord opened up the door for you using your skills that he's given in your pastoral position to share the gospel with a man who's yeah. dying. Uh, that, wow, man, that really touches me. Uh, well, Nathan, God has uh, given us various gifts and talents, right? And just because we're in ministry doesn't mean that we still can't use those other abilities that God has given to us to proclaim the gospel. I think one of the greatest missions field, Nathan, is outside of the workplace. You and I know that, right? When we're in the street, when we're in a hospital, I also serve as a chaplain for health care, uh, for two big uh, healthcare facilities networks here in Florida, and they call me all the time uh, to go to various hospitals to pray for people. And because of my healthcare background, I'm also able to minister there during the week. Wow! Praise the Lord, brother. You're a very busy man. Uh, just a little bit, Nathan. But you know, <laughs> you and I, you and I will always bring things back to those that are watching and listening that God loves them so. Much. along with Nathan Jones, and we are transmitting live on 102.3 FM, truthfm.tv, as well as tweetcasting.tv in South Florida. We thank you for being part of the second segment of our program as we're looking at Revelation, God's Mighty Angels, as we recap the wonderful messages in the book of Revelation by His angelic beings. And of course, our lines will remain open. The local number is 305-992-9537 or 321-363-8463, End times. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if we'll open us up with a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to study your word, to understand what you have to tell us. Please, Lord, uh, open up your word so that we may grow closer in our relationship with you. 
Bless all those who are listening and watching, Lord, that they may grow in their relationship, their faith, and their trust in our Savior. In your precious name, amen. Mm, amen. Again, you're tuning into the truth will set you free. TV, radio, edition, Bible prophecy. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about God's mighty angels, we look at the book of Revelation. And, of course, we pray that you can stay tuned as we recap this incredible message. And, of course, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Who Set You Free Ministry, as well as Calvary Chapel Broward. So if you find yourselves in any of those areas in the South Florida, we'd love for you to stop in and say hello to them. You can find more information here on twave.tv and as well as calvaryaventura.com. And, of course, we're always in need of prayer partners. So for those of you that would like to be part of that wonderful ministry, we'd love for you to get a hold of us and call us and let us know that you would like to participate as a prayer partner for the guests here, for the programs, and for our network. So, of course, before we continue on the second segment of our program, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones back to the second segment. Nathan, great to have you back on. Great to be back. I, I feel privileged that you let me on your radio <laughs> program every week. Man, this guy should have him on. <laughs> no, Nathan, thank you so much. And we just have so much fun that, you know what, I, we got to keep this going, man. Hey, well, I'm game as you are. That's right. And Nathan, of course, just briefly, um, I have some of your information in the back screen for those that are watching us live, but maybe someone is new and they're listening to the program. Would you be able to share again some information regarding your wonderful ministry and what you do there at Lemon Lion? Well, I'm a, the web developer. I'm also an associate evangelist for Lamb and Lion Ministries, founded by Dr. David Reagan. And our ministry, you know, Lamb and Lion Ministries, exists to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that through any kind of venue we can. We have our television show, which is the flagship uh, outreach, and that reaches uh, all over the world. It's called Christ and Prophecy. Uh, but also, my job is to do the proclamation of the gospel over the Internet. Yes. And that also includes podcasts, radio programs, uh, conferences. And so we try to get the gospel out there. We invite people to check us out at lamblion.com or christandprophecy.org. Mm, excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And we do want to encourage those of you watching, those of you listening, uh, grab hold of these wonderful materials, their podcasts, and uh, let the Lord bless you with these materials. We know there's some of you that have been uh, tuned in now for a while from different parts of the world, and we want to thank you for your testimonies and uh, for encouraging us uh, here at this program. And, and Nathan, before we continue, could we give a shout out again to that gentleman that uh, wrote in just to uh, encourage us that he's watching and listening and being blessed by the programs? Well, yeah, this week we, we got a really special email from someone who follows along Christ's Prophecy online. Uh, particularly, they like the podcast. This gentleman's Kevin Blunt. He lives in the Tanami Desert in the middle of the Northern Territory of Australia. And he says he doesn't get a lot of fellowship with other Christians, but he watches our TV shows and he goes to YouTube. And he also listens to our podcast, which includes, uh, we rebroadcast podcast our interviews that we do each week. And so they said he, he said he's been a real blessing to him. And he's a real blessing to us, being uh, letting us know that, that we've been able to minister to him out there in the middle of Australia. And brother, that's a blessing. We get emails from many people all over the earth who, who say they tune in and, and they they. They listen or they watch, especially through your tweets, and uh, we just praise the Lord for that. That's right. And you know, you said something very important, Nathan. People that watch us and listen to us throughout the earth, that can only be possible, right? Uh, really, in our time. Well, don't forget what uh, the angel told Daniel in Daniel 12, 4, is that, uh, uh, seal this up, uh, Daniel, you're not going to understand these prophecies, and they won't be understood until one, travel increases, and two... Yes. Uh, communication increases. And we live in a time of incredible travel, incredible communication, and that, brother, points to the fact that Jesus Christ is coming soon. I love that. What a wonderful segment, uh, Nathan, Nathan, there you share with us, and I think it's a great blessing for us to be able to encourage those people that are listening and those people that are watching. And Nathan, last pro the, the, the last program you and I did, I was very encouraged, man, because I, I was joking with you, but I said you took us to heaven, right? And, and you <laughs> did. And then, uh, after that, you told us how things are going to wrap up. And there's always good news at the end of the book. Right now, people are going through difficulties. They don't understand their lives while they're going through some uh, situations. But when you come to know the Lord and you read the Bible, you see that at the end, we win. And can you real quick, Nathan, maybe recap for us there, Revelation 22, the last message, before we do a recap of God's mighty angels. Well, again, this is uh, what the, let's just do the last two verses because this is ties the entire Bible together. The yes. entire Bible in two verses. He who testifies to these things, they 
Surely I'm coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So here's the Apostle John. He's exiled to the island of Patmos. He's given all these messages by these angels about what heaven's like. And we end it with Jesus Christ leaving him a message saying, Surely I am coming quickly. And brother, that's why Land of Mind Ministry exists, and that's why you teach Bible prophecy there at Calvary Chapel Aventure. We want people excited to the fact that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Absolutely. And, and Nathan, I mean, uh, that is so exciting to me because Jesus himself uh, says, I mean, those, again, that have a Bible with red letters, right? Some of the last <laughs> words is the Lord himself saying, Surely I'm coming quickly. And it's almost like saying, hey, bank on it. You can trust on this. It's going to happen. It will happen. Matter of fact, three times in chapter 22, Jesus says, surely I'm coming quickly. I'm coming quickly. I am coming quickly. <laughs> he is coming back. You know, people say, oh, Elvis, he's, he's not dead. He's coming back. Well, he's dead. But Jesus Christ is alive. Yes. And he promised to come back. And brother, that is going to totally change the world. And for so much the better. Absolutely. And Nathan, I also love, it says, the grace of our Lord. You know, grace, again, you talked about unearned favor, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, we were referring in terms of salvation, how it's not works-oriented, but it's God reaching down to man and giving them an incredible gift, and that is a gift of eternal life for whoever wanted, you know? So that's why I was going to encourage anyone watching and anyone listening to, uh, man, I hope that you have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you haven't, that's what we do here as part of these programs. So I want to encourage you to get a hold of us if you want to learn more uh, about our relationship with the Lord and give us the opportunity uh, to serve you guys. And of course, we've come to the end of the book of Revelation, but we haven't come to the end of the message because what we also want to do is maybe you just tuned in for the first time. Maybe you did not follow along in this series of God's Mighty Angels. And again, we want to highlight a few things as we recap, again, this message for those of you that are watching and listening for the first time. Because it serves as a great encouragement for you to see that God's angels are active today. God is active. His Holy Spirit. And God loves you. and has a wonderful plan uh, for your life. And, and Nate, that's uh, really what, what we started out in uh, Revelation uh, talking about these angelic messengers that come in different forms and different fashions, right? Well, yeah, the, the angelic messengers are bringing the message of the grace of Jesus Christ. Now, of course, <laughs> it's being revelation. Most of it is talking about a specific time period, a seven-year time period called the tribulation, or as Jeremiah 37 called it, the time of Jacob's trouble, a time where God will winnow the earth. In other words, he will bring 21 judgments upon the earth to force people to make a choice, Jesus Christ or not. And at the end of that, then he separates those who've accepted him from those who don't. And then we're given uh, information about the millennial kingdom, the 1,000-year reign of Jesus on this earth, which is like a utopia. And then we get into the eternal state, what heaven will be like, and how those who accepted Jesus will be with him forever. And so, brother, the whole message, the whole message, boils down, I can see he said, the word grace. It is God's grace his graciousness, that he gives us a message, he gives us hope for the future, and gives us the instruction book of understanding how we are to be saved by putting our faith in Jesus Christ, by asking for forgiveness of our sins, and that Jesus Christ will be our Savior. Praise the Lord. You know, Nathan, this is very exciting. And of course, uh, you and I, when we first opened, we were looking primarily focusing uh, on these angelic beings and their proclamations. And of course, um, excuse me, I need some water. <laughs> so, uh, coffee. Man, I, I'm so excited. I'm coughing here. But, um, but anyway, so we were looking at this incredible message. And for people that are watching and listening, they need to understand that God has uh, all sorts of angelic beings of different ranks, as we noticed in Revelation chapter 4. There are seraphims, right, Nathan? There are cherubims. And uh, there's just uh, all angelic beings of different orders for different purposes. And he uses that uh, throughout history and in our lives as those protective beings, right? Well, that's one of the great things is we're recapping, we're, we're finishing up our series on the angels of Revelation. As we've studied Revelation, we've seen how God has used angels to give the messages to John, to show what the future is to John. And uh, you don't see this too much. I mean, during the Bible, of course, 
the Lord sent angels to, right. to do his, uh, especially Gabriel would come and bring messages, like announcing the birth of Jesus Christ to Mary and Joseph. We also have the Archangel Michael, who was is, uh, the Archangel, who's the defender of the Jewish people, that he's the angel over Israel. We also learn about the demons, like Lucifer, who was called Satan, how he was the greatest of the angels. He was the guardian of the throne of God, but he started coveting God's power, and he led a rebellion. A third of the angels, which we now call demons, followed him, and they were cast down to the earth. And we read how they tried one more time to take the throne of God and take the earth. And that's what most of Revelation covers, this time period where it seems like Satan and his demons are, are ruling the earth and winning, but uh, their demise is certain when Jesus Christ returns, mm. just as he promises. So the whole message there, the whole study of Revelation, is a study really of what's going on behind earthly events, what's going on in the spirit world. God pulls the veil back, and we can see that all the angelic beings and all the work that God's doing through the angels in the affairs of human history. Well, absolutely. That is super cool, Nathan. And that's why we find, again, that we're not, in a sense, um, worshiping angels, you know, like some religions where they have, uh, uh, you know, when I grew up Catholic and uh, we have angels, frames of angels in our homes, and we used to kind of worship the angels, but that's not the case here. They're here ministering spirits are for us, right? Well, we get to the end of Revelation, and, and John is so overwhelmed by what he sees, he falls down in front of one of the bowl angels, and, and, and right. almost in an act of worship, and the angel immediately, you know, he says, no, 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 don't do that. I'm a servant along with you. You know, worship God, don't worship me. And, you know, for John, who knew who God is, of course, uh, he knew all that. You know, he was a, he was a preacher of yeah, the Bible for decades. And he was just so overwhelmed that his first impulse was to give honor to this angel. And even the angel stepped back and said, no, don't do this. And so we, you know, we need to know that angels aren't something that we need to worship. They are servants of the Lord. Sure, that they're more powerful than us, but they are not inheritors of salvation. And that puts humanity actually over the angels when it comes to the eternal state. Excellent point. And Nathan, we started to uh, really categorize some of these as we were going through the book of Revelation. And there, in Revelation chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, it talks about these uh, living creatures. Can you talk to us a little bit about them? Well, brother, those are some of the strangest angels <laughs> in the entire Bible. Now, we wanted to dispel the myth that angels are a bunch of blue-eyed, blonde, curly-haired guys with wings and walk around in white togas all the time. We read in Revelation and other parts of the Bible that angels are different sizes, different shapes. Some look like animals, some look like people. Some are monstrously huge and some are tiny. But we get then to the throne of God here in Revelation 4, and you get four of the strangest of the angels. They're called the living creatures. There's four of them. They're covered in eyeballs. I mean, that's <laughs> representing how God can, can see everything. Well, And uh, one looks like a lion, the second like a calf, the third had the face of a man, and the fourth was an eagle. And they had six wings. Even the wings are covered with eyes. And day and night they sing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And they give glory and honor and thanks to God. And they do this every day, all day. And they stand before the throne of God. And they're the guardians of the throne and of the wheels of God, like Ezekiel said uh, that the throne of God is actually a chariot. And they are the angels at each of the wheels of this monstrous chariot. And so, brother, when you think of angels, we usually do not think of the four living creatures. Not at all. But, Nathan, you know, the, the cool thing is that these living creatures and the similarities are also in the book of Ezekiel, right? And, uh, but when we, when we started talking about the God's mighty angel, in Revelation chapter 6, they were the ones that started opening up with the uh, different judgments, right, with the seal judgments. Well, the, the seal judgments were, of course, opened by Jesus Christ himself. He is the only one worthy to open the seals on the scroll, and the scroll is the title deed to the earth. And so when Jesus opens up the seals, we see the seven seals open, and then seven judgments come and befall the earth. But again, every living creature is there right. uh, to announce. In other words, God, Jesus does this thing, but the power flows through the angels. So, uh, for example, 6 verse 1 says, when I saw, then I saw the Lamb open one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say, and then the same thing, the second uh, seal is open, and the second living creature right. says, 
same with the third and the fourth. So each of these living creatures are involved in the initial first judgments of God, which are called the sealed judgments. Hey, Nathan, thank you so much for correcting me. The Lord opens the seals, but they give the proclamation to the angels. So. <laughs> exactly, and that's how it works. When people say the tribulation starts with the, the, the final seven judgments, uh, just to remind everybody that 21 judgments of God in Revelation are divided into seven. Seven sealed judgments, right. seven trumpet judgments, and seven bowl judgments. And there's this view that's called the pre-Rehat view that the judgments and, and wrath of God don't happen until the bowl judgments. But that's absolutely not true. Right. You only have to read Revelation 6 and you see Jesus Christ himself opening right. up the judgments. He has the angels then proclaim them. It is God himself who releases all 21 judgments. Therefore, the entire tribulation, all seven years, according to Daniel, is the wrath of God. And believers in Christ, brother, you and me, and all who are saved now, are promised in many different scriptures that the wrath of God isn't meant for us, and therefore we will be raptured before the seven years come. Raptured, taken up, brought to heaven, off this earth, before the tribulation comes. Woo, hallelujah. And, yeah. and, Nathan, and Nathan, there's a lot of supporting scriptures for that. And it's sad to me when some individuals don't want to make note that the Bible teaches that we were not appointed unto wrath. Right, Nathan? As a matter of fact, there in Revelation chapter 3, uh, in verse 10, right? Again, uh, because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Right, Nathan? One of the best verses about uh, in support of a pre-tribulation rapture. In other words, uh, that the church will be taken off this earth before the tribulation begins. And, you know, I run into all the time, you got people who believe in a, the rapture at the middle of the tribulation, some, you know, before the last quarter, which is called the pre-wrath view. Some believe that the church has to endure the entire tribulation right. and get raptured when Jesus comes. And they have their arguments, and some of them are sound, but... They don't line up to what Jesus says here in, in Revelation 6. He is the one that opens the seal. He's the one that pours the wrath of God. And so the entire tribulation is the wrath of God. And brother, Christians are not meant to have to endure the wrath of God. Now, those who are left behind, those who then accept Jesus after the rapture, exactly. well, they have missed the chance. Because they do live during the tribulation. But uh, I find some of these people who have these views seem to relish the views so much and that they're so counter to what the Bible says that they stick to them even if the Bible says otherwise. Yes, and, Nathan, and, and that is sad because I, I think after a point, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate, uh, Dr. Reagan, yourself, Don McGee, and others, is that as you learn certain things, maybe at one point you didn't have all that information, but then now you learn more and you see things differently, and you're okay to say, hey, you know what, I used to see things this way, now this is my view. And, and I think from time to time we need to do that, to recognize, hey, we don't know it all, but we rely on the Holy Spirit to teach us and we'll recognize that we're wrong. Sometimes you just have to say it and move on, right? <laughs> right. When I first began teaching Revelation, I used to uh, think that each of the successive seven judgments were a more in-detail description of the last set. So in other words, there's only seven judgments in, in the the, the trumpets were just more of a description of the seals, and the bowls were more a description of the trumpets, mm. even though they didn't line up. And uh, there, there are some Bible teachers out there who teach it that way. Right. And the more I studied, the more I realized how different each of the, the judgments were, and how God uses different angels for each That's of the right. different sets of seven. So it proved to me that I was incorrect, and I am glad to say I was wrong about that. My interpretation was wrong. Right. I needed to study more, and that's just an indication to us yeah. as believers in Christ. We need to get in there. We need to study. We need to understand so our knowledge about what God has for the future and for our lives becomes more crystal clear. Excellent. And you know, Nathan, and the Bible tells us that we are to sharpen each other as iron sharpens iron. And that's why I'm so glad we get to do this because I'm learning. Sometimes I don't see something, and then you point it out. I'm like, oh. I didn't see. And vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Lamb and Lion Ministry is all about. You have a lot of tools to sharpen people, to help them, and, and, and some mistakes that you've made, you learn from them, and now you're passing those on. And that's why we encourage anyone watching or listening, man, take advantage of all those wonderful resources. For those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into the Truth Who Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're recapping. God's mighty angels in the book of Revelation talking about there the opening of the seals, these uh, four living creatures, proclamation 
of the judgments uh, that were to come. So Nathan, amazing. So we have uh, how many seals, how many trumpets, how many bowls? Well, there's 21, and they're all divided into seven. Seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, and seven bowl judgments. And of course, uh, as we've been looking at the seals, like you mentioned, following the seals, we have also other proclamations, uh, excuse me, actually following this for peace uh, proclamation, we get into chapter 7, and, and there verse 1, and we see another set of angels, right? Yes, uh, there are now four angels standing on the corners of the earth holding the winds back, we read about that. Uh, then it gives a list of the 144,000 right. who have been set aside. Uh, those aren't angels, but those are people. And uh, the angels that stand around the throne of God, we read that again in verse 11. And so again, again there's 72 references to angels here in the, in the Revelation. And uh, that doesn't even count the demons. Right. So we know then that the angels are, are intricate to God's outworking and his, the way things work. I mean, like you just said, we here we have angels. They're actually in control of the weather here in the, in the world. I mean, I mean, just think about that, that when we have crazy weather patterns and stuff like that, it's actually a big machine, so to speak, that is managed by these four angels. That affects how the weather works in the world. And Nathan, you know, I was just reading that this past July, and maybe you read the same thing, was the hottest in the history, uh, dating back to like thousands of years, right? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, and uh, and the statistics show that it wasn't just around the United States of America, but it was globally uh, the hottest ever. And to me, that is amazing as you're as you're reading for us these angels that have control of weather. <laughs> yeah, well, I, we had the longest drought for four years, and of course, the West Coast is is having a terrible drought, and now all these wildfires, and especially up in Washington State, and weird weather is happening all over the planet. Yeah, and you know, people say, well, that's climate change, which used to be called global warming, and then they were used to worry about global cooling and right. <laughs> man-made and all that. Well, according to the Bible, it's God-made and he's using these angels to control the weather. So, uh, you know, we can say all we want, try to say it's man-made, but uh, the Bible clearly indicates that God is sovereign and he is actually sovereign over the weather as well. Excellent point, Nathan. And that's why also God is sovereign and, and over our lives. And, and, you know, those of you that just tuned in, maybe you're watching and listening and you're, you've been following along with us or maybe just tuned in for the first time and and you don't have a relationship with the Lord listen we want you to know that God loves you and God is indeed control of your life but God is a gentleman Jesus is a gentleman and he doesn't push his way into anyone's life but he comes in when when he is invited and and Nathan of course I know that our times goes quickly but again maybe there's someone watching or listening Nate and they haven't totally come uh, to give their lives over to God maybe they're still hanging on on their own strength to something, but uh, we want to encourage that person to let go. And Nathan, if they were to let go of control of their lives and uh, give it to the Lord, how would they be able to begin that relationship with the Lord? I think that's the hardest thing for, for people is that they believe that they need to control their lives. And right. we find that we don't do a very good job no. of controlling our lives. We really screw it up. And so it's a surrendering to God, it's a surrendering of our will, it's a surrendering of our future. And, but it's like holding on when we want to control our lives. It's like trying to control a penny. And compared to the riches of God, like let's compare billions and trillions of dollars. And when we want to hold on to that rusty old penny, that's all it's worth. It's some rusty old penny. But when we surrender our lives, the riches spiritually of God and of the future He's promised become ours. Mm. And so we're not surrendering anything we're getting. And again, it's not a prosperity theology, but it's a, a spiritual blessing of being forgiven by Jesus Christ. And we get that when we surrender our lives to Him, when we pray and repent and ask, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. Jesus promised to do just that. He will forgive you of your sins. The wrath of God that was on you is now on Jesus. You can stand before God holy and pure, and you can be an inheritor of the eternal life with God forever. Nathan, what a wonderful uh, way to put it. What a wonderful offering. You know, we closed Revelation earlier there in verse 17. Although, like you said, all the things that God gives us, you know. And, and, and uh, you said it's like trying to hold on to a little penny in comparison to all the riches. Again, Jesus says in Revelation 22, 17, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. 
whoever desires to let him take of the waters of freely. And maybe you just uh, share uh, what Nathan was uh, talking to you about. Maybe you shared in a relationship with the Lord. Maybe you just trusted in the Lord right now for the first time. We would love for you to let us know. We would love to continue to pray for you and ask the Holy Spirit to guide your life and to enrich your life and to and to bless uh, your lives out there. And while Nathan, I mean, uh, we, we would try to hit a quick recap here, but uh, we did <laughs> the best that we could, right? <laughs> uh, I, I think we failed, brother. Revelation, uh, too many angels to recap, but let, let me just end and say that for everyone who's listening to this, it is so important to read this. Uh, there are so many angels, but yes. it really gives it a, a hope for the future, and it shows what the future holds, and it's a wonderful future for those who have put their life in Jesus Christ. That is the message of Revelation. Make that your own message. Take that to heart and make it who you are. And, brother, it will change your life forever and Woo. ever. Amen. Wow, Nathan, thank you so much for closing us with a wonderful word of exhortation. And Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. I hope you have an awesome week. You too, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you. And of course, for those of you that are watching and listening, you've been tuning to the Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, we thank you all for tuning in. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may His face shine upon you. Our lines will be open, 305-992-9537, or 321 end time. Again, if you have a question for us or if you need a prayer. The rest of you have an awesome week. And may the Lord protect you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. Have a great day. Thank <laughs> you.